The other thing you're probably sitting here thinking is, well, I don't know what I, you're telling me to track activities. I don't know what activities to do. And here's the thing, John, you know this as well as I do. Some things work for some people and they don't for others. What we yes. want to help you do is find out what activities work that's in your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like, let me give you an example. I'm not a cold call guy. You're not going to call 30 agents you don't know on Monday? Never, ever. Okay. Right? Maybe a handwritten note guy? I might would do that. Okay. Right, but, but you're, you're giving – this is perfect. Right. Right? There are some things that some people feel comfortable with and is in their wheelhouse, meaning that I'm going to succeed at this at a high level because it feels comfortable to me. And there are some things that aren't, and that's okay. Right? There's more than one way to skin a cat. Right, welcome to hey. another episode of the Contacts to Contracts podcast. I am Brian Lovell, here with Mr. Married John to Jones, Mortgage. Senior John Jones. What's up, man? What's up, dude? How you doing? I'm amazing. All right. I'm amazing. So what you got for us so today, So I figured, like, you know, we're into 2022, right? And uh, Chugging along. We're, we're, we're through one quarter. Dude, can you believe it? I mean, it's nuts, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just like flying by, right? So it's... So we talk a lot about on our podcast about business planning yep. and um, and how often you should do it. And typically, like most of us in, in life, right, we we don't do one. Nope. Um, and and if we do one, right, we do it. You know, at the beginning of the year, put it in a drawer, and we never pull it back out and look at it to measure how we're doing. Yep. So in our industry, we feel that uh, you know since COVID, I mean, I think a year feels like every three months. <laughs> so what I'm asking now is I think it's time if you're a loan originator and or real estate agent to pull that plan if you put one together in January out and measure where you're at today yeah. um, after quarter one and see if you're, you know, you're hitting yeah. your goals, you're on track to hit your goals for 2022. So can I share with you what I believe people will find when they do that? Mm, sure, please. Okay. So like you said, here we are. We're heading into April of 2022. The mortgage industry in first quarter 2021 had an amazing first quarter. Best in our history. Okay, probably the best in our history, yes. right? Yep. So if, if you're pulling, if you're looking at your numbers right now and you're comparing them year over year to last year, yeah, don't. you're probably very disappointed. Right. Right. And I want, what John and I want to do right now is we want to encourage you, okay? Because I believe we have plenty of time in Q2, Q3, and Q4 to make up some ground. Yep. Right. And and the reality is, is like I, so I look at numbers for our company, and and so, I, and I say that to say like I'm looking at a big group of numbers, not you know small. When I when I ran these numbers for just the first two months of the year, we were down something like 55 percent in refinances year over year. Right, that's a pretty sig- industry, that's yeah, a pretty average. significant hit, and yeah. I would imagine that there are others in the industry who have a similar number to that. Um, so, so we know that that's waning. Although you and I have talked relentlessly about cash out refi, cash out refi, mm-hmm. cash out refi is the opportunity, and we've also talked about how if you've got a great database, you should still be doing twenty five, thirty percent refinance in any market, any market, Correct. right? But. Um, You know, if you're sitting there and you're looking at a lot of you probably made your goals based off of what your last two years looked like. And by the way, I'm not saying there was anything wrong with that because I I don't like going backwards either. Like that's not in my vocabulary. Right. That's not in my vocabulary. Moving forward is in my vocabulary. So to your point, John, I think right now Q1 is over. 
don't worry about your year-over-year stats unless the one that you definitely want to check out is how are you doing on purchases year-over-year. If your pre-approvals year-over-year are down and or your fundings for purchases year-over-year are down, you're losing market share somewhere. Okay. Correct. Uh, you know, one one important highlight is to measure. You know, we every week the Mortgage Bankers Association they announce on mm-hmm. Wednesdays, right? You know, where applications are nationwide. Again, it's a broad, yep. bigger picture. Um, so you can kind of get a glance at. Uh, I, I happen to pull up and looked. Um, you know, year over year, February, February, we were down six percent year over year nationwide in purchase applications, right? And, and due to a fact that we've got limited inventory. Um, and it was a smoking hot market coming yeah. out of COVID last year, right? Because we were up, you know. Yeah. So I mean, again, then that's. I think it's important not just to compare your numbers, but to look industry wide to measure measure that as well. And then refinance applications year over year, February, um, uh, we're down about fifty six percent. So okay. again, so we're, we're right in line there. We're right in line there. And and again, <clears throat> to your point, cash out refinances. You know, they're gonna. You know, if you have a database, there's plenty of people out there that are killing. Yes. That opportunity right now, yep. uh, regardless of interest rates. I mean, it, it's definitely out there. Yeah. So what you're suggesting, John, is, hey, it's, it, we're at Q1 is over. We're looking forward. We're in, in like, hey, by the way, I'm going to use even numbers. OK, so let's say that your goal was to do 40 million in 2022. That's I say easy numbers because that's 10 million a quarter. Correct. Right. But after Q1, you're only at 5 million. Right. You've, you've got some work to do. Correct. And, and, and that's okay, but you, you've got to take stock of where you are versus where your goals are at. Because if if you're off the pace, you have to change something about the way you're doing business right now. Like there, There's not going to be a miracle that just comes in and deals start you know, falling into place. So what we always talk about is everything is based off of the activities that you're doing. And, and my guess is a lot of us made business plans in 2021, but we, we, we weren't specific about what were the activities that we actually wanted to do. So we, 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 what we did was we put goals on paper. We didn't actually put the plan. Yeah, put your number. Yeah. We didn't how, actually put the how are you plan hit that target, right. to hit that target on right. paper. And so if you did, that's great. And if you did, what I want you to do is I want you to take a look at, did you measure those activities so that you can say, hey, I got a good return on mm-hmm. those activities or not. Mm-hmm. Because if you had certain activities that you know were bringing you in business, maybe you just need to do more of that same activity. You, you need to double it, yeah. yeah. It's funny because, I, I mean, I, you know, talking to, you know, you look back, you know, I've been in the industry 25 plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, back then it was, there were a lot less agents. Um, you know, the agents, you know, the old adage was that if, if you had 10 producing realtors, Right, you could make a pretty good living. Yeah. Right, because they were sending you a deal a month. Let's say, um, you know, two or three, uh, you know, pre-approvals, and and you know, you were getting one closed every month. So that's twelve deals a year times ten agents. That's one hundred and twenty units. Yeah. Those days are gone. Yeah. So when you talk about, you know, we still have, you know, for those of us that have been in the business 10, 15, 20 years, we still might have that core ten. But we're not getting that many that that many deals from them anymore. Yeah, I mean we really aren't. I mean I just talked to an agent in Fort Myers this morning, and you know, and we look at stats and we can look nationwide at LOs. You know, I'm talking people closing forty, fifty, sixty million. In many cases, they've only got five or six agents that send them multiple deals a year. 
Mm-hmm. So you might need to double, triple, quadruple down the how, many, how many referral partners that you have, the number yeah. of agents. And, and I mean, I'll throw this out there that most of those folks that are closing 50 million probably have 80 one-offs. Oh gosh, yes. So they're, they're getting yes. 80 realtors to send them one, one, deal. Cl- one yeah. deal or maybe let's say three or four you know, uh, prequals a yeah. year. You know, every quarter they give them a prequal, Brian, see what they can do, no, yeah. no good. But they get one across the finish line. So I think you gotta really analyze uh, how many agents do you need, yeah. right, to hit well, your goals. And I'll tell you that, John, to that point, if you wanna measure how you're doing on that, go pull a report in your LOS system or whatever, hopefully you're tracking this, okay? Um, of Please who, track it, Of who way. you're doing business with. If you were to do a six month look back and look at every name of somebody who referred you a deal, if there's nobody new on that list, it's not going to get any better. You're right. <laughs> You've got to double the right. list, right? So, I mean, if you're if you, looking, if you closed five if, million. If you're looking, and you want to close way, ten. Yeah. The next quarter, you've got to double that list. Yeah. If right? you're if you're looking for a way to measure your success at building new relationships and getting new referral partners, if you did a six month look back. By the way, let's, don't even use closings. Use pre approvals. But if you did a six month look back and there's no new names on there, you ain't doing it. You know, and nothing's going to change, right? In, in your it's, business, it's to your point, essentially stay the same, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I think you know. The, so the other flip side, we said pull out that um, business plan. Did you have specific activities that were going to help you grow your business? Hopefully, you tracked them so you know what's working for your business and what isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ones that are working, to your point, maybe double down. The ones that aren't, maybe you eliminate. Like, hey, let's. You know, where can I invest a quarter to make a dollar instead of investing 75 cents to make a dollar? Um, I would look at activities that way. But, um, you know, the other thing you need to be looking at is, like, do you have a set plan? So, like, I talked to you, John, before we got on this call, and I said, you know, we, we were on a conference call together on Monday, and the question was asked, hey, what what milestones in your business do you need to hit this week? And And what I mean by that is, like, I, I've been really te- preaching this lately. Like, let's quit trying to win the Super Bowl every week, and let's just focus on winning one game. Right, and that one game is what is your specific milestone? TB twelve style. We just need one score. Okay. So, out of like seven people on that call, two people right away were able to answer. To this is what I've got to accomplish this week. What that told me is the other five. Probably didn't have a plan. Right. Right. Which means they're going into this week. Reacting. Which means they're probably not going to accomplish what they want. Right. I'm not saying they won't accomplish anything, but they're going to react to whatever the days bring them instead of being intentional about this is what I need to do to get to where I want to go. Right. So when we talk business planning, that means out there you've got to lead gen every day. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I mean, certainly you've got to have a couple hours blocked off. Those are your must do's. Right. We've done this before. You know, if it's Monday, you're going to call your top 20 agents, right? If it needs to be 40 agents, you know, you got to find a way out, mm-hmm. even if it's dividing that every other week. You know, if it's Tuesday, call, call all your um, deals under contract, right? The listing agent and the, and the selling agent and the title company and so forth. Wednesday, you've got to have another plan. What are you going to do Wednesday? Call your past client database. Mm-hmm. You know, call a couple letters each day so you touch them once a quarter. 
Thursday, what are you going to do on Thursday? You're going to call all your TBDs out shopping and looking, mm-hmm. check in with them, see how they're doing. You know, and Friday, maybe post a video that you're available over the weekend. Yeah. But I mean, every day in our business now, more importantly than ever, because it's so, uh, you know, the, it's so tight inventory, it's tough to get a contract accepted. Um, you, you need to be doing those activities that, you're, that are going to help you win and hit your goals. Yeah. And if you're sitting around middling with a file or just, you know, you know, processing a file and not really, you know, at the water cooler talking about yeah. the fact that Tom Brady's back in Tampa. Sure. Um, you know, you're missing the opportunity to do that two hour activity mm-hmm. that's going to generate more referrals. Yeah. You know, I, it makes me think of a saying that I heard that says all work fits into the time allowed. Okay. So I want you to think about it in an eight hour day. If I just said all work fits into the time allowed, if you didn't go into that day with anything to do, You'll spend eight hours doing something, doing something, right, right, but not necessarily that's going to drive revenue. That's going to drive revenue. So, like you gave the example of you're fooling around with a file, right? You'll spend all day doing that because you feel busy, right, right. And the reality is, is I think a lot of us we go home at the end of the night, and you know we're like, man, I was so busy today. I, you know, I, I, I was, you know, whatever it is, and like. For me, I do the same thing sometimes. By the way, I'm, I'm I got three fingers pointing back at me when I point one at we you. We all do it. I mean, right? it's easy is, to be reactive I'll, in the world. I'll start to actually change a mindset of like, okay, Brian, yes, you were busy all day. To Brian, what did you do today that was revenue generating? And then I'll and, and sometimes those are ten hour days, not eight hour days. And I'll go, I'm going through like some of the calls I made or some of the things, and right. I'm like, you know what, dude, you just put in a ten hour day that didn't make anybody any money. Right. Right. And that's like, holy I'll, crap. House on fire. It's a bad <laughs> like, day. Right. You know, holy crap. But, but, but my point was is I felt like I killed it that day. Right. I felt like I was busy that day. But the reality is I didn't do anything that generated any revenue. You yeah, know? it happens. I mean, it's easy in this business. You know, you've got, you know, a pipeline. You've got to look at, manage, fluster over, right? Gathering documents, doing things that you shouldn't be doing, um, yeah. you know, and, and not doing the things to avoid the things that you – yeah. You know, you must do's. You know, people don't necessarily want to do some of those things. The important thing back is I think it's it's got to be written. It's got to be a written business plan. You've got to have days mm-hmm. that you're going to do certain activities. You know, today I was talking to an LO that um, this morning, early at about 745, and every week, this day on Wednesday, this LO goes to a pitch session. Okay. You know, so that's what she does on Wednesday yeah. morning. I mean, it's you've got to have something every day that's going to help generate a referral. Revenue, yep. You know, so if you don't, uh, you know. And, and by the way, like, don't make this overwhelming. It doesn't have to be an Three eight, or four things, yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't even have to be three or four. It could be one, yeah. right? Like, I promise you right now, like, if you're hearing what we're saying and, and, you, and you're and you laughing at me when I said I worked a 10-hour day and didn't do anything that generated revenue. By the way, I'm not the only one who's ever done that before. <laughs> but if I change that behavior to just dedicating one hour to a revenue-generating activity every single day, I'm, I've, I've already moved the needle. Yes. Right? So, like, don't get overwhelmed by, like, oh, I'm, half of my day needs to be, A couple you know, hours a day. That's like, it. Just, just two find, hours, find two one hours. thing that's a revenue-generating activity right. and do it and do something every single day, and I promise you it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Right? But, you know, I think, John, um, we're, we're at a point in our business right now, too, with the market that we're in where, I mean, we thought we were working hard in 21 and 20. It's a different hard. This, you know, this is this, a different, this is a different hard. hard. This is a different hard. 
it's it's flipped over and there's like we talked about there's a lot of loan originators that have never sold rates yeah we're at today i mean you talked about it we talked this morning um you know we started this year off rate still like i'll give like low threes right and then depending on the product type ltv right now here um you know starting you know you know uh end of q1 you you know you might be up near five you know so it's a it's a pretty quick ramp up and again folks you know we that brings us back to october the fall of 18 Mm -hmm. you know with interest rates i mean it's not the end of the world people are still going to buy homes um but it adds a little stress sure right i mean if you're originating out there i think people are a little uneasy sure you know even long-time originators feel like wow like what is this going to do how you know in, in reality we know it doesn't really change the a ton of buying power, mm-hmm. but it does, it, it does take some people off the table and, um, you know, just, it's, it's a different market. I mean, so it's definitely, you know, you got, you got to fight hard. You got to make sure you're doing the activities and, uh, you know, just to help you stay on track. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Hey, what, I mean, switching gears a little bit. What do you think about arms? Like these arms, the guns, you mean, You're, or I'm just not, the fact that uh, you know arms are coming back back into play? Ar- you know, five ones, five one, seven one, ten one arms. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I a ten one arm right now is a pretty good play, in my opinion. So you know, we all, um, you and I, at least have the same thought that um, we don't want to say the R word, but it's coming. Yes. I mean, <laughs> sorry is, out there if you're, if you're a listener, but that is coming, that is yes. coming, and just. You know, the Fed just announced and put a little scare into us last week that there's probably not going to just be three rate hikes. They're probably going to be seven this year. Yep. You know, so, um, you know, we, we know the brakes are going to get put on, you know, in, in the economy at some point, whether mm-hmm. it's six, 12 months out, 18, 24 months. I can almost promise you, and I'm not going to promise anything, but rates will be back down at some point so 100 percent. if you are out there shopping for a home right now and you're you know we've been so accustomed to you know great 30-year fixed rates 15-year fixed rates check out some arms i mean i I can promise you there are not prepayment penalties on these products if it's your uh, primary residence Mm -hmm. and you know a year or two from now you you may be in a, in a position well, to lock into a, a low rate. Yeah, if you're an LO, heed, heed the advice that John just gave you. Everybody that you're doing a loan for right now, you will refinance in the near future. In the near future. I mean, that's, you know, to that point is make sure that every single week you are staying in touch with your past client database. Mm-hmm. You know, and just, you know, how you doing, the check-in calls, um, Keep the relationship going. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't have services like Sales Boomerang yeah. that have to tap you after somebody else called your client sure, sure, to sure, try sure. to refinance yeah. them. So, be, so you, be prepared for that. I mean, I'd even I'd even be setting that up, that conversation up now. If you're doing an application for somebody to today, that's your lead in. You're not just quoting 15, 30-year fixed rates. You're giving them enough information that they can make an educated decision whether or not an arm makes sense for them. But yeah. you're, you're tipping them off that you do believe that rates are going to be at a point in a year or two that they can take advantage. So what, you're, what I'm hearing you say is, hey, if I went with, like, let's say a 10-year arm right now, you know, it's going to come with a pretty decent rate. And what you're saying is, hey, when rates come down, we'll refinance you into a fixed rate product. That could be at, a, that simil- makes sense. That yep. could be at a similar yep. rate as the 10-1 arm. Yeah, that's a that's a smart play. So you know, we we kind of got off topic a little bit, but you know, get, get you know getting back on. I just want to say, like, if you're listening to John and I, and you're not really sure what we're talking about in terms of tracking activities or taking a look back at your business, 
you know, re- reach out to us. Yeah. You know, I mean, like this is what I do for a living, by the way, it, you know, is helping and supporting loan originators grow their business to whatever extent that they want to. And we're we're at a place in our business where we've been pivoting for some time, and I think there will be pivots that continue to come. Mm-hmm. And so we we can't just put on blinders and and go after this thing and think and hope everything is going to be okay. Um, you know, you you need to be. You know, I, I went to a conference one time where there was a panel of like four or five loan originators. This is this is a while back, so this the number I'm going to give you. It was a lot back then. Today, I think there's a there's LOs doing this, but these were LOs who had made over a million dollars W two income. Okay, and the one guy I'll never forget. He said, "Professionals track everything. You're a pro if you do, and an amateur if you don't, right?" And so then somebody asked, "Well, give us some examples of what you track." I track pre-approvals. I track the number of referrals I get from agents. I track conversion rate. I track, I mean, went, just went through a list of like 10, 15 things. Now, obviously that person's running a pretty big business. I can understand why they're tracking 10, 15 things, but just your average LO on the street, you need to be tracking pre-approvals. You need to be tracking where your referrals are coming from, and you need to be tracking your activities. The reason it's important to track your activities, and by the way, I'm talking about I made X amount of calls. I went to X amount of networking events. I, right. The reason is, is that when you do the look back that John and I are talking about right now, you're going to know what activities were working for you and what, and what weren't. It's like measure, you know, dieting. You but know? other I words, mean, how do you know that you know any it of it's works. working? How do you know if any of it's working if you're not tracking anything? Right. You know? So, hey, just kind of wrapping things up here, John. Um, when, you know, I had offered and said, hey, listen, this is what you and I do for a living. But we also have some tools and resources available to us. So we, we did a podcast uh, back in December where we shared a success tracker um, that you and I use. If you need a copy of that, John and I would love to help you with that. The other thing you're probably sitting here thinking is, well, I don't know what you're telling me to track activities. I don't know what activities to do. And here's the thing, John, you know this as well as I do. Some things work for some people and they don't for others. What we yes. want to help you do is find out what activities work that's in your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like, let me give you an example. I'm not a cold call guy. You're not going to call 30 agents you don't know on Monday? Never, ever. Okay. Right? Maybe a handwritten note guy? I might would do that. Okay. Right. But, but you're, you're giving, this is perfect. Right. Right. There are some things that some people feel comfortable with and is in their wheelhouse, meaning that I'm going to succeed at this at a high level because it feels comfortable to me. And there are some things that aren't, and that's okay. Right. There's more than one way to skin a cat. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's a great point. There are a lot of coaches out there, you know, that, that, that are throwing information out there, and, and some of it can be startling for people. Yes. If, if that's not in your wheelhouse and you don't like to cold call, there's different ways to skin the cat. So yep. it's important that you do identify those things that are in your comfort zone. Yep. Maybe choose one thing, one activity that, you know, it's borderline that, yeah. you know— that you know you want to you know as a reach, but do the things that you know you can actually accomplish. Whether that's live events now that we're live again, yeah, um, you know for sure. But if cold calling is not it for you, it's never going to be it. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, get if you need some help, get with John and or I. Not only do we have a tool, 
but we'll give you like a menu of activities and you might be like, not going to do that. Never going to do that. But you might find something we'll find like, boom, for you. I'll kill that one. I'll crush that one. I'll nail that one. Let us help you figure that out. Right. Absolutely. So again, just kind of wrapping up. Thanks for uh, tuning into another episode of the Context to Contracts podcast. I am Brian Lovell here with John Jones. If there's anything we can do to help you out, please know. Always here to serve. <laughs>